have a shared conversation about the experience of dealing with so much. COVID has added a considerable layer of, I would say, stress and demand on us. And we're still dealing with all the everyday demands that we had prior to COVID coming in. And there's a great deal um, that I'm aware of in terms of burnout, basically. For me, you know, my community, mental health um, therapists are burning out right and left. Hospital, you know, pro the, the first responders our hospital staff and their support system. And I've been thinking about it and recognize that each one of us in our own way is in this pressure cooker of demands on us that we do or don't do a lot of things. And at the same time, feeling very helpless to actually um, emerge victorious against this COVID virus. So I thought I would just spend some time this evening <clears throat> talking about some very different um, emotions, energies in the form of emotions, and um, explain a little bit about how they're working in the body because I think that knowledge strengthens our ability to make wise choices around how we respond to these incredible pressures that are, I think, evoking very strong emotions in everybody at one point or another. So before we get into that, I'd like to just invite you all to do the centering exercise where you just coordinate breath and hand movements and with a deep inhale allowing one hand to go straight up the other to come straight down down to your belly button and then with an exhale bringing the hands back to your heart center in prayer position and then inhaling opposite hand up and down exhaling to the heart and one last inhale and exhale so i'm just taking a moment right for those of you just tuning in if you don't know me i'm dr elizabeth berman we're gathering on a Wednesday evening under the umbrella of Angel Wing, this beautiful, beautiful organization that reaches out to bring us together in community, to support each other, to support ourselves, and to broaden our knowledge base so that facts become more than information, they actually become wisdom because we use them and apply them. 
and change our lives and the world around us. And what I'd like to do now is just give you a guided gathering meditation to let us all come in together in this virtual reality where, where we are connecting heart to heart with each other where we're quieting and remembering ourselves and our bodies and what it is that brought us to this meeting tonight. So as you become relaxed, allow yourself to sit in a nice upright position, the spine straight, lifting up through the crown of the head opening up that central channel for the energy to flow up and down. And let your eyes gently close or at least look downward, focusing on the floor. And then with this closing of the eyes, Allow your attention to flow and focus inward and anchoring it with the inflow of the breath, feeling it around the nostrils as it enters the body, flowing through the mouth, the chest, throat, filling the lungs, turning around and then with the exhale flowing back out again and just letting yourself find a natural easy rhythm of your breath aware of your breathing aware of this life force entering and exiting your body. Feeling the movement of the breath and how the body responds. And letting yourself just let go. Relaxing. With each breath deepening your awareness of your own physicality, shifting now from breath focus to awareness of your feet, your feet on the floor, the floor supporting them, the energy in the soles of the feet. And then with loving care, focus your attention on the tops of your feet, your ankles, your calves and shin, up to the knees, the thighs, quadriceps, 
these amazing legs that carry us from one place to another effortlessly, serving us. Up now to the hips, the pelvic bowl. Perhaps you can even feel your sits bones on the chair being supported, being held ultimately by Mother Earth's gravity. And then let your attention flow upward into your lower belly, your lower back. Awareness now of the upper belly, the solar plexus, the mid-black. And then breathing again into the chest, under your arms, up to the shoulders, focusing on the feelings in your hands, your fingers, your wrists, forearms, elbows, up to the upper arms, across the shoulders, just awareness. This is all parts of you, the physicality of you, right here, right now. Breathing into the shoulder area, Becoming aware of the neck muscles, the chin, your jaw, the muscles around, your mouth and your jaw. With loving attention, just appreciate what's there serving you, helping you allowing you to move through time and space to express yourself in action and words. Moving around the face, the upper lip, the nose area, your eyes, feeling the muscles around your eyes relax as you have the intention to relax. Giving your eyes permission to relax, your brain, your nervous system, always there serving. And with conscious attention, tell them you may relax. And finally, being aware of your scalp, up to the crown of your head. Engaging your imagination, imagine a brilliant beam, laser-like beam of pure white sparkling light coming down from source through the heavens, 
for all of the dimensions and domains that exist in and around us. This light flowing through the crown chakra, the opening in the top of the head. And just imagine it filling your brain with this quantum white light flowing into each and every cell, nourishing them with light. Feeling this light move down into your throat, energizing the throat chakra down into the heart, bringing powerful light and energy into the heart chakra, the solar plexus, the sacral chakra, all the way down to the root chakra. And then imagine this light flowing down through your legs, out of the soles of your feet, flowing deep, deep into the center of the earth, grounding you to the core of this blessed planet that is our home. And seeing yourself as this pillar of light anchored in the heavens above and the earth below, a precious gift to this earth and to each other, and acknowledge the courage it takes to show up, to investigate the meaning of life, and to step up into living a full, empowered life that is of your choosing. And now focusing again on a gentle breath in and out. Allowing yourself to just be present in your body, nothing to do, nowhere to go, just aware with gratitude for this precious vehicle, our body, this precious gift, our brain, the gift of human life itself. When you're ready, as a being of brilliant white light, move your fingers and toes to just activate the body again. And move whatever way feels right coming out of this meditative posture and opening your eyes, letting your attention come back and focus on 
the screen, my voice, and this beautiful gathering we have this evening. So again, hello, and thank you so much for being here. I think I told you at the beginning that um, I've just been aware and thinking about burnout. People, myself included at times, feeling very overwhelmed by everything that life is presenting on a day-to-day -day basis. And all of our, so many of our coping mechanisms have been cut off. It's we're here for the most part, we're in our houses and we just keep looking at the numbers on the television reporting the way this disease is moving through our country. And so <clears throat> I wanted to single out a few emotions that I think are very in play these days and to see if understanding them a little bit better and understanding how they work in our bodies, in our brains, in our nervous system, that it might help us to be able to recognize what's going on when things are perhaps more intense and to remember some of what we talk about this evening and inform the choices we make <clears throat> about how we're going to respond to act upon these emotions. And there's a, there's a saying in meditation communities that you have to name it to tame it. And that's usually associated with very strong emotions. And if you become aware of that, either become aware of strong thoughts, strong emotions, often powerful thoughts and strong emotions come together with each other and feed off each other. And it's a very powerful tool to be able to be present to a strong emotion without being overwhelmed by it because of its intensity. And when we can be actually recognize what emotions are there and be present to the emotion without getting lost in the emotion or identifying with the emotion, very often I hear people say, I'm an angry person. And that's losing the discernment <clears throat> that everything is energy and the energy of my consciousness is bigger, more long lasting and more endure, enduring than any of the other emotions that run through me, the anger, the resentment, those emotions that can feel so strong but if we can remember not to identify with them, but to be aware that they're running through our energy field, they're running through our consciousness, and we don't have to identify with them. We can be present to them without getting 
involved with them in the sense of feeding them with a story about who, what, why, and when, and not, not identifying. I'm not an angry person. I am a person who experiences anger and I have the choice to be present to it, to acknowledge it, and to watch it move through me and learn from it. Um, the other ways that we can be overwhelmed by emotion is we can just turn away from it. We can try and swallow our feelings and our emotions and bury them in the unconscious. Um, <clears throat> we can deny them or we can distract ourselves. That's actually one of the main, I think, beginnings of, a, of, a, of addiction that we feel things that we don't want to feel. So we distract ourselves by with alcohol, with drugs, with eating too much or the wrong kinds of things with going out and buying too many things. Everybody's got their particular way of dealing with strong emotions that give them that quick little fix. However, that's not an effective way to deal with the emotions. So learning a bit more about these emotions can help us to feel more empowered when they show up in our field. And the, the three emotions I, I just want wanted to open up and talk a little more about tonight are empathy, compassion, and equanimity. So one of the things that was surprising to me when I started looking this is that empathy emerges in childhood. And by the age of two years, a child is able to perceive when another is in distress because the mirror neurons in our brain have developed in such a way that when we witness something, the mirror neurons can make our body feel as though we are experiencing this exact same thing. And, and you know this from being in a movie. Um, whenever there's something that shows you how high up you are in a movie, I check with my body and I'm completely tensed out because I don't like to be on heights near edges. And that's just the mirror neur neurons working in our brain. So empathy is a prerequisite for being able to offer help. And most toddlers all over the world do, do this. They, they see somebody in distress and they do something to try and help that person with no um, ostensible benefit for the toddler who's offering this help. And the early emergence of empathy suggests to us that basically this is, we as human beings, as a species, are hardwired for altruism. Now, the interesting thing is that culture has a much more powerful influence on this sort of inbuilt capacity for empathy because in 19, I found a study that in 1976, they looked at six different cultures around the world. They looked at 
Kenya, the island of Okinawa off Japan, India, the Philippines, Mexico, and the USA. And basically 100% of the children in those different countries that they looked at were altruistic at age two. When they went back to look at these children in their elementary school years, their elementary school age children, 100% of the children in Kenya were still behaving in an altruistic, empathetic manner. However, only 8% of the children in the United States were behaving in an altruistic manner um, by the time they were elementary school age. So this tells us that culture has such a profound effect on how we go on in our life and what qualities and capacities we nurture and what qualities and capacities that we're hardwired for, but we ignore them to the point that they just are not showing up in the culture in the same way that they did when we were very young. So what I want to tell you is the way I'm using the word empathy here is this sense of feeling into another person's experience as opposed to compassion, which is a word that is often used interchangeably with empathy. Compassion, the way I'm using it, is feeling for another person. And that feeling is accompanied by an aspiration to take action to benefit the other person. And the reason I'm talking about this and making this distinction is empathy is the beginning of compassion. However, if we just stay in empathy, feeling the same thing that the person we're interacting with or observing is feeling, it can become crippling. And that it, it, it actually, we, we get to the point where we become traumatized by the simple witnessing of this suffering in someone else. And we can only take so much of that before it overwhelms us. So with compassion, there's less of taking on the same emotion that we're observing in another and more of a sense of being motivated to do something to help the other instead of feeling the same things that the other is feeling. This is sometimes called vicarious traumatization and mental health people really have to work at being vigilant around this area. So I'm just gonna clarify the difference between these two by telling you what happens when we look at MRI studies of empathy. So when you have somebody uh, engage in an empathy practice where they're consistently trying to feel the distress of, of others, that the neural pathways that get activated in the observer systems are 
the distress and suffering and pain pathways, as opposed when you have someone practice a compassion meditation, the neural networks that are associated with this activity are the networks associated with feeling connection, with feeling belonging, feeling positive emotions and something they call maternal love. So I feel that it's important for us to recognize and to know that there are different ways of feeling for and with others and that we can be wise in how we choose to deal with those feelings when they show up. And the last emotion I wanted to talk about or energy I wanted to talk about is equanimity. And what I mean by that is it's the kind of balance that comes into a person's consciousness, perhaps their whole biology because nothing's separate. Um, and it's the kind of balance that comes from wisdom. And it's being able to sustain ourselves, our sanity, our open hearts, and clear vision in the face of the overall unrelentingly, unrelentinglessness of life. It means being able to feel intense emotions without being overwhelmed by them. And it's not about measuring how much time you, we spend doing one thing versus another thing and create equal amount of time with all of these things that are important. It's really about having a perspective on your life and on the effort that you're putting out into the world and the changes that are going on within you and around you. It's where we establish the balance within ourselves. And so having talked about these different energies and within the context of the world we're living in right now, the stresses and pressures that we're feeling, when I was thinking about um, empathy and compassion, I was thinking about all the parents who are at home with school-aid children who are really, really struggling with virtual learning and how the parents are taking so much of that on. And this is not just high intensity jobs. I think it's all of us right now. So I would be very helpful if everybody would unmute themselves and we could just open up a conversation, a sharing with each other about what it is we're experiencing. If we're looking for balance, how are we looking for it? Do we feel there are moments of equanimity, of being able to be at peace within myself, even though I may be experiencing strong emotions moving through me. So I would be very happy if people would speak up and share and see.